0: Our good friend Tyler Standiford is joining us. He's a biomechanics professor at Utah Valley University. He's also a golf consultant, has his own golf lab, and is uh, really behind a lot of really interesting things about the way the body moves in relation to a golf speed, golf swing and how you inc- can increase your speed and increase your, your distance, of course, with the, the game and enjoy it a little bit better. And Bob and I had a chance to work with Tyler last year, and the, the it was impressive. Uh, the results were impressive, and I'm excited to say, Tyler joining us right now, Tyler Stanton for joining us right now. Tyler, I'm excited to say that uh, uh, speed
1: training 2024 is officially underway. Awesome. I, this is a great time if you're in Utah and uh, you, know, you maybe got another six weeks before the season hopefully kicks off. And uh, yeah, great time to get after it and, and get those speeds up again.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a six-week training that we did in the spring of 23, and just to give you some in- information for those of you that are listening, my club clubhead speed when I began was 111.5, which translated to a ball speed of 154.5. That was a 247 carry and a 273 total. These are driver numbers, right? So after my six-week course went back in, did all the same things again on Tyler stuff, and my clubhead speed had increased five miles an hour from 111 to 116. Ball speed went from 154 to 165. Carry went from 70 uh, from 47 to 78, which was more than my total, and then my total <laughs> went from 73 to 90, 98, which is uh, that's 25 yards. I mean, that's all. That's pretty remarkable, and consequently, I played my best golf at 49 years old that I had ever played in my life. And I attribute it to, you know, working on my swing, working on my physique, but the speed training was massive. Um I, I'm not really saying that all to to necessarily brag or anything like that. But Tyler, what what goes on for a guy my age that's not in any particularly good condition to be able to <laughs> attain those kind of numbers and results?
1: Yeah. And honestly, it's, I always tell people this, like there's no secret sauce in speed training. It's, it's just consistently getting after it. Right. I mean, the, the protocols are there. We, we've, we've created those as a result of direct research in my lab. So they're founded upon principles of, we know when you do these things, uh, you know, ground reaction force improves, sequencing improves and, but you got to do the work. Right. And so, you know, especially like you said, you, you kind of start approaching that 50 year old and Think, man, I, I don't want to lose the distance I once had. It's just a prime time. And it's like, pay, pay tribute to you, Brian, I think, because you just got after it and stuck with it and then saw the results. And that's why you're eager to get after it again. And, and that's kind of what we see there, which is kind of a fun thing for me, where we can maybe help golfers who work hard get those initial 20, 25 yards. But once you've got the 20 or 25, you want to say, well, where's the next 10 to 15 going to come from? And, and I get to be a part of the research that finds that. Ooh, I love that. So you were talking about um, ground force and sequencing. Tell, tell us a little bit about that and how this speed training helps with those t- for you to be able to hit better golf shots and hard, and longer yeah. golf shots. Yes, yeah, so I'll say that the, the biggest thing about ground reaction force or how hard a golfer is pushing on the ground is, is can we get force going to that lead leg earlier in the swing pushing both down and towards the target. That's kind of a lot of people think it's just about this weight shift. I got to go load trail, load lead, but that lead leg plays a really critical role where it's got to push down really hard. It's got to push, uh, towards the target really hard and kind of towards the ball really hard. Um, and what we find is that when people just do speed training, when, when they're just swinging clubs quickly, those three forces increase, right? That lead leg almost kind of wakes up a bit and golfers start pushing harder. They push a little bit earlier in the downswing and, and those are the things that, that are directly correlated to swing speed. And that's that's why we see those great results.
0: Just for the record, I, I we use and Tyler uh, recommends using Superspeed Golf. And I went on and ordered, I went to superspeedgolf.com and ordered my daddy 72 And he's been complaining and moaning, Tyler, that he's, you know, he just doesn't hit it anywhere anymore, and he's having a hard time enjoying it. So I said, Dad, I said, this is what you're doing. I said, I ordered them for you. They're on their way. They'll be at your house. I sent him your videos and i said it's 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 15 minutes a day 3 days yeah. a week it's not a massive commitment but you'll get right. really impressive results so um I, I didn't even realize that they had a senior weight so i thought that was good mm-hmm. cuz he yeah. swings obviously a lot um, um slower than i do so uh, yeah, i guess that'll be good for
1: him. i've collected data brian i had a guy that was uh had just turned 80 come into my lab and did the same protocols you did. And yeah, he also gained four or five miles an hour and picked up about 15 yards. And it, like you said, for, for a 75, 80 year old, like it works for them. Again, they just use, use the right set. That's the right weight go through the protocols and the speed's there for them too. Mm.
0: Tyler Stander for joining us here on real golf radio. Hey, one of the things I wanted to, to that I saw that they were featuring super speed was this grip pressure. Now you, you spent some time with us and you have us do a grip pressure monitor when we were as part of our process, right? And Mm -hmm. and I noticed they came out with a trainer, kind of, looks like a foam overlay onto your grip to, 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 can you tell us a little bit what they're trying to do and what have you found as it relates to grip pressure and speed?
1: Yeah, great, great question. So, and this is kind of what I said to begin with, right? Where's the next 10 to 15 yards going to come from? And this is a place where we've collected a lot of data on this. And so, it's important to understand there's a difference between grip strength and grip pressure. So grip strength is just, you know, if I give you a device that's called a dynamometer, you squeeze this thing as hard as you can. And it tells me how many pounds of force you can squeeze with. Um, And what we find again and again is that when you compare amateur golfers to professional golfers or low speed players to high speed players, there's, there's a direct correlation between grip strength and swing speed. Um, in fact, I did a study last summer where I had a hundred golfers on the course and I tested everyone's grip strength, put them in front of a track man, looked at their club speed. And and again, that relationship is just so direct. And so, and, and what we find is that a lot of amateur golfers do, do lack some of this grip strength. And so we developed this device to say, Hey, you know, the traditional way to train grip strength is you just pick up really, really heavy stuff and carry it all around. Well, I I don't know how many golfers are going to jump into a gym and do that. So as you described, Brian, it's it's a device that goes around your club. It's got some amount of density to it. So you can just kind of go through these protocols to squeeze as hard as you can, um, and train that grip strength. But the secret sauce, I think in this, Brian, is that you actually can swing it with your club and then you get into what you just described, which is how a golfer kind of dynamically alters pressure in the swing. Uh, and we're seeing some awesome results with people who train with us. Wow. Okay. So what about what That's about cool. grip size as far as the player is concerned um, with their hands and that kind of thing? Grip size, does that matter as well? That matter, I mean, that that is such a huge uh, myth, I think, for a lot of people where traditionally what we've done in terms of fitting grip size, is, is it's kind of based on hand size. In fact, you can go to websites right now and they'll have you input your hand size and it might say, Oh, your hands are small. It fits you into this small grip. You've got bigger hands, uh, maybe mid-size, oversized. Um Because we now have the technology to dynamically measure grip forces and pressure. So I actually have a club in my lab where I can see exactly what a player does dynamically in the swing. And what you start to see, and, and I'm just one person who's doing this, there's a lot of other really bright people doing similar research, they find that about 80% of people, Bob, are fit into the wrong grip size. Mm. Um, and, and typically what we see is that the less grip strength you have, the, the potentially more beneficial it would be for you to be fit in a little bit bigger grip. Mm. Um, and so you think about people who might lack grip strength, which is our, our female golfers, Uh, our senior golfers, they they tend to have smaller hands and would go to these smaller grips. They would really actually benefit from exploring, you know, at least a mid-sized grip uh, because that's going to actually allow them to apply a little bit better pressures throughout the swing.
0: Interesting. So a little bigger grip, they can squeeze it a little harder for for all intents
1: and purposes. Yeah, yeah, and that's the idea. Even on this sensor that I use, Brian, like when I test someone, and I'll do in fact, I did this with our men's golf team, And I put it on its smallest setting, almost to simulate a kind of a small or regular grip. I see what they can squeeze and then I make it a little bit bigger to, you know, kind of simulate, well, what would happen if the grip was a little bit bigger? And almost every single person, that number jumps up quite a bit. Now, it's not everyone. and, And if you already have a lot of grip strength, then I think you have some flexibility to say, I like the feel of a smaller grip. Um, but, but man, if you're lacking grip strength, like I just can't stress enough, like, Go go somewhere where you can hit some mid or bigger grips. Hit them and look at some dispersion patterns and, and swing speeds. and And I think you'd see a, a potential big improvement there.
0: Tyler Stanford's biomechanics professor at Utah Valley University. He's also a golf consultant, has a golf lab, and is doing a lot of research on this. This is fascinating. I feel like we're just scratching the surface a little bit. So, for those that are listening, going, "Hey, I'm really interested in this. How do I? Where do I go? How do I get started? What would you What would you say?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say at the very first, like uh, probably assume that you lack grip strength. I think that's an okay assumption from the research I've done. You might not, but, but I would say a vast majority of people do. And so it's about figuring out how to up that grip strength. So like you said, it's uh, super speed. You know, we developed this device called the squeeze, which basically is a way to train that grip strength. I think that would be kind of step number one. Uh, I think step number two uh, would be to again, explore the option of some of these, you know, go hit some sized grips and see how they feel. And then I'm, um, gosh, I'm always looking for people who are willing to be a part of research studies. Uh, and so I would love, you know, for people to find me on you know social media or whatever email and, and say, Hey, I'd love to be a part of the study. And we get you in and actually can kind of dynamically measure these grip pressures and strengths, have you train and kind of see those results. I love that, and
0: also same thing with the speed training, right? I mean, the super speed training, super easy, and you can get on there. and Tyler will be happy to show you. Uh, follow Stanford Tyler at Stanford Tyler is where uh, you can find him on Twitter, and I would definitely recommend you give him a follow, reach out, connect, and uh, take advantage of. I mean, Tyler's doing some great stuff. It's helped me. I'm a testimonial, I guess, if you will, because it, it worked, and if it works for me, I'm nothing special. So, Tyler, thanks so much for taking the time to enlighten us. We really appreciate it and uh, we'll do this again real soon. Yeah, sounds, sounds great. Always fun to talk to you. There you go. Tyler Stanford from Utah Valley University, biomechanics professor, golf consultant, researcher.